I'm praying. May people never take your reward and your respect and give it to another person. Because if they do, it can be very painful. You leave the house with your husband. You are nicely dressed. And you are expecting your husband to say, as for today, you look beautiful. Mumu is quiet. He says nothing. You sit in the car with Mumu to come to church. As soon as Mumu lands and sees one of the Barak ladies, oh, your dress is beautiful today. Your, your dress, oh, Mumu. So when we were home, you didn't see me. When, when we close the service and you sit in the car and it says, honey, how was the service? Say Mumu. The service was Mumu. So the way I dress, you couldn't see me. It is other ladies and the way they dress, you could see. Your husband can do that thing to you. Your husband can do it. Your wife can do it. Your friends can do it. At your place of work, they can do it. You'll be at the work for 20 years. No compliment, nothing. Another person comes in, the person is new, the person is fresh from somewhere. They give the person all the honor. Listen, I'm praying that nobody will take your respect and take your reward and give it to another person. Because you know what? The thing is so painful that if they do it and you are not careful, you will start eyeing the one they are respecting. Now, my trouble is this. King Saul reacted wrongly. The Bible said from that day, King Saul began to eye David. But the question is, what does David do? David behaved wisely anywhere he went. David killed Goliath for you. David was fighting your battles for you. David didn't sing the song. We are not told that when they were even singing, David was dancing. So what, what's your problem with David? Trouble is that, ladies and gentlemen, if you are not careful, when they start taking your reward from you and giving it to somebody, and they take your respect from you and give it to somebody, if you are not careful, you become bitter in life. And you will start eyeing the wrong people. It is, a, it, is, it is a kind of pressure that people can put on you just because of the kind of songs and the compliments they give. So David, sorry, Saul, I beg your pardon, began to eye David, although it was not David's fault. It wasn't David's fault. David didn't say, sing a song for me. He didn't say, sing about me. He didn't say, dishonor David, sorry, dishonor Saul and honor me. The man was there and somebody was singing a song for him. And um, now you are eyeing that person. And Saul is now, within a short time, the demons were attacking Saul. And King David, as usual, stood in front of him to play the organ, sorry, to play the instrument, so that the demons would leave King Saul. The Bible said he took a javelin. And try to kill him. Now, number one, it was not his fault. Number two, this man you are trying to kill has the instrument that takes the demons away from you. In other words, this man is the deliverer of Israel because he was the one who fought the war and delivered Israel from the Philistines. And then in the future, if there is another war, he is the one who is going to deliver the people of Israel from that war. 
What King Saul was saying is that I am so envious that the deliverer of Israel, I'm going to kill him. Number two, this man, my healing and my personal deliverance depends on him, but I'm going to kill him. So you are going to kill the deliverer of Israel and your personal deliverer simply because of your envy. Listen, I'm here to tell you that if they divert your reward and they divert your respect and you are not careful, you will kill the deliverer of your family, the deliverer of a nation, the deliverer of a business and your personal deliverer. So that praise they give to somebody must not make you crazy to start behaving in a crazy manner. I told you that may God help you so that they don't take your respect and take your reward and give it to another person. But as long as human beings remain human beings, that kind of situation will always happen. It will always happen. Especially if you happen to come from places like Bogatanga. In fact, for me to come to Bo- for me to come from Bogatanga and think that thing will never happen to me. I'll be making a joke of myself. For me to be a black man and think that thing will never happen to me, I'll be making a fool of myself. The soccer team of England was playing against Bulgaria. Two times the match was held was halted because of racist chants. They were insulting the black men who were playing for the English team. And the match had to be stopped two times. You know something? This is our skin. Whether you like it or not, people will keep making attempts to take your respect and give it to another person. Take your reward and give it to another person. And if you want to react by eyeing and by throwing javelins, for all your life you look like a madman. What the English people did was that they said, you keep insulting, we will keep scoring. By the end of the match, it was 6-0. I pray that your results will speak for you instead of a javelin speaking for you. I pray in the name of Jesus. May you get results, may you get results, may you get success beyond the expectation of people. So that what will happen is that if this person denies you reward and denies you respect, may God open another door. And when you enter that door, you will receive the respect and the reward you have. I just told you about a black man. And when you are black and you happen to live in the white man's country, oh boy, you can believe me. Anywhere you go, they'll treat you different from another person. They'll treat you different. I remember I went into a shop in England. As soon as I entered, it was a very nice shop. One man started following me. This man was following me. Anywhere I went in the shop, their mind is maybe you are coming to steal. Because a black man shouldn't enter this kind of shop. My collar rendered me a thief. Instantly. So I was moving from place to place. Then I now went to a section where they were buying the things. And I said, oh, I like this. Then one of the gentlemen came and said, what about this one? I said, this one, I have it. I have this one. And then one of them looked at the bag I was carrying. And said, oh, you have our bag. And then he looked at the jacket I was wearing. He said, oh, and your jacket is ours. And I said, even my jeans. The man now began to cool down. By the time I turned my back, he had disappeared. I went with mommy. We were in New York. We went into a shop where they were selling shoes. Oh, any question we asked the man, he didn't want to answer. 
Can I get a shoe? This and this. The man was just looking at me. He doesn't. Accent is his problem. But you see, accent has nothing to do with shoe. I'm not wearing a shoe on my mouth. So this guy was just misbehaving, misbehaving around the place. Finally, he humbled himself and then he asked, What about this? And mommy was with me. So I said, Oh, Pearl, I think I have this one. I have this. About three or four of the pairs, I have them already. So I told them, now, can you get me this? They went and brought it. Can you get me this? They went and brought it. Can you get me this? They went and brought it. But I went to the till. I paid for all. Not, not, not on credit. I paid. Now the man got confused. By the time I got to Ghana, he had sent a text message to London. Um, Dear um, Reverend Anaba, um, I want to get in touch with you. In case you need anything from our shop, I am willing to help. And Listen, this king here, whether you like it or not, forever have to learn to manage it and master it. Can I hear somebody shout an amen? It will trouble you. They may never treat you equal with other people all your life. And if you come back to Ghana and you happen to live in the north and you live in Bogatanga and God has called you to be a national preacher or international preacher, you will go to Tihie, just Accra, and you will be treated as if you come from outside the world. As soon as you say, I come from Borgatanga, they will even say you come from Borgatanga. They say, Ofri Borgatanga. Ofri The chair you may sit on will be different. The water you may drink will be different. The car you may ride in will be different. And you know what? When they start treating you like that, but when I started ministry, hey, I'll go to some places. As soon as I go, they say, hey, Boga man, you are here. Boga tanga man, you are here. And I knew that it is not anger you will use to stop people from maltreating you. It is the anointing. And what we are trying to do is to put some anger in you so that you will miss your anointing. So when you are doing all those things around me, you may think I'm not even seeing it. But when I stand on the pulpit and the spirit be- so they started calling me the Bogatanga fire. They started calling me the Holy Ghost man. Gradually, it began to change. I remember we went to some place, they more treated us. Reverend Alex Adams, he told me, he said, Daddy, the way they treated you, he called me Olu. Olu, I've been a bag of Fushiba. What they did, were you not angry? I said, John the Baptist, no. He said, why? I said, Babs, anger which cannot be postponed is madness. Anger which cannot be postponed is madness. There is a way people treat us and it's not our fault. It's not their fault. And it's not our fault. It is our forefathers. Where we come from, there is a historical background behind how people treat us. And you and I, our focus will be that we are not going to use anger, but we are going to allow our gift and the grace of God to help us to correct that impression so that our children will not suffer what we are suffering. Sometimes I'm there and some people come to me, oh daddy, I I want you to believe God with me. I, I need a transfer to go to maybe, let's say Accra. Or Kumasi. 
That can never be my prayer. No, 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 no. My nodding commitment is like an addiction. I said nothing can take the north out of my system. The only time we can get respect for ourselves is not what we do in other parts of the world, but what we do here. What you do here, what you accomplish here, is the thing that will take away the stigma for the future. But I believe that the earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. Until we begin to purchase dignity and honor and reward with currency, we will never get respect. I pray in the name of Jesus. May God give you wisdom. Listen, may God give us wisdom. Mommy is a Kwewu woman. Mommy doesn't come from here. She doesn't. And I think what she decided is, you know what? With the Kwawus, we have enough. When you go to Obomi and you go to, um, what is the name of the other places? Obo and what is the name? All those Obo and Obomi and the Diamwa and all those. When you go to the Kwawus, their land, and see the buildings they are built. The houses. Hey! I was preaching in the church of a Kwawu man who lives in London. And he's a Kwawu man. He was about to introduce me. He said, you know, and, and Reverend Eastwood is married to my sister, who is a Kwawu. Because it, he doesn't even say Kwawu, he says he's a, she's a Kwawu. And then she was talking, he was talking in London, says, and we the Kwawus, we are the only people who build hospitals without the help of the government. And we build our schools without the help of the government. And when you come to the land of the Kwawus, we have roads without the help of the government. And, and, and we build our own clinics without the help of the Kwawus. He said, when you come to the Kwawus, to the Kwawus, we are the Jews of the, of the Ghanaians. You know, we, we are the pride of the Ghanaians. We are the Kwawus. The man is proud because of what they have in the land of the Kwawus. Let me tell you, that land of the Kwawus is on a mountain far away. I've told my wife, the day you are going there, you go alone. I don't mind if my hometown is far, but not high. Two things I don't like, height and water. Height, I don't mind if it's a plain, but a mountain. And I'll be on top of the thing that I do because I wallahi. But you know, these Kwawus go up that hill. But the Kwawus said, you know what? The thing is on the mountain top. But we are going to develop it. I don't know how they take cement there. But brighten the corner from which God has taken you. Be proud of it. Create some dignity. Am I talking to somebody? And there are some of you in this building. You don't come from here. I'm sure. What God did was, God told, God chose mommy and said, you know what? Let me take this woman and join him to this man. It's just like Ruth being joined to Boaz. He said, let me take this woman and join him, join her to this man. So that they can create something on this land. And when this woman has made all the sacrifices, I am the last person to turn my back on the land. Listen, may God give you conviction, 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 conviction. Desert pastures. If it becomes empty and there are only two people in the church, I will still be standing there. I will still be standing there. Because I told him, it is not man that told me to come. It is God Almighty that told me to come. I have a covenant with God. May God give you some kind of conviction. May God 
lift your head. May God put fire and passion in your spirit, in your bone. I pray that you will live for something. And one day when you are dead and gone, may they say at your funeral that this man lived for something. That this woman lived for something. That this person lived and had a covenant with God and they died for a purpose. They were committed to a purpose. I don't know what you are committed to, but may God give you conviction. May you do something. May you set a record straight. May you change something in your lifetime. If you are the one I'm talking about, come and clap your hands and scream. I can tell you on authority. There is nowhere in this world you will tell me to go and stay in and I'll agree. No, 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 no. You give me Chicago, I don't want it. New York, I don't like. Accra, forget it. Kumasi, no. It's too far. Tamale, I don't want it. It's too crowded for me. Bogatanga is my place. You know, I, I want to be here. And I believe that heaven has heard me so many times that I believe that right now in heaven, when you say Bogatanga, they will say Eastwood. Yeah. I am the surname of Bogatanga. Yeah. I have become the surname of Bogatanga. Why, when you go to the south, don't you hear? As soon as you say, I come from Bogatanga, they say, oh, do you know Eastwood? They don't even add pastor. Oh, do you know Eastwood Anaba? I pray. May the Lord help us. You know what? Go back where you come from. Especially if they've been denied for years. Go and do something. May God raise a Nehemiah in this place. Who will hear of the broken walls and the bent gates and say the God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we his servants will rise up and build. Anybody who can shout, I see victory coming upon your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And then when you now come to the north itself. When you come to the north itself. And you say you are a frafra. Then you have a battle to fight. Because the casino man has a way he looks at you. The bullseye man has a way he looks at you. The dagati man has a way he looks at you. Simply because you are a frafra. You come among the frafres and you make a mistake and say you are a nabdam. Kai, are they gone one day? Are they gone? This man is a nabdam. Oh, he has to be a fool. Kai, are they gone one day? So when they want to insult some, if the frafres want to insult somebody, it's a fool. They say, are they nabrande? So be like this. My surname has become fool. So you know what, David, I decided, I decided, and it was an intentional plan with God. I will not sit down, and people laughed at my ancestors, laughed at my forefathers, laughed at my grandfather, laughed at my father. They will laugh at me, and laugh at my children, and laugh at my children. I decided, no, this thing, at least in my lifetime, if I can't even stop it, let me reduce it. I will not be a beggar. I will not be a frustrated person. I don't want to be a disgrace. I don't want to be a reproach. So when we are putting up a church building, 
it will look like this. If I'm building a house, it will look like that. If I'm driving a car, it will look like this. If I wear a shirt, it will look like this. If I hold a microphone, it will look like this. If I do a screen, it will look like this. If we do an internal auditorium, it will look like this. And if God creates anointed people in our house, they will look like you. I will not do less. I will not do smaller. I will not do little. No, listen. Something must change in your lifetime. When I preach these messages, don't you look at my eyes? Can't you feel my heart? Sometimes, some of you, all of a sudden, some of you, sometimes, eh, when you are talking to me, I feel like breaking your neck. You should only thank God I'm not a strong man. God intentionally made me weak. May the Lord help us. Can I hear somebody say? And listen, this is the generation that seek thy face, O Jacob. I pray that this will be the generation. We are not leaving the transformation of the Upper East region to another generation. We are not leaving the transformation of the Northern region to another generation. We are not leaving the transformation of Savannah to another region, Northeast to another region, Upper West to another region, to another generation. This is the generation. We are changing it now. And before your life is over, you will see a change. Can I hear somebody shout that name and praise God? If you are a woman, they will take your respect and your reward and give it to another. Look at the difference between the way they treat women and the way they treat men. The public service will tell you that many times they pay men more salary than women. And when they are promoting, the woman will not be promoted. And many times somebody wants to sleep with her before they promote her. When you are a woman, no matter how intelligent you are, they want your body before they examine your brain. May God give you the kind of brain which men will be calling for and not your body. Can I hear somebody shout an amen? May your brain be superior to your body in the name of Jesus. May your anointing be superior to your body in the name of the Lord Jesus. Ah, God is helping somebody today. God, God is helping somebody today. God is helping somebody today. Let me close like this. Let me close like this. I have put down a statement. Turn to somebody and tell the person. Never expect people to treat you better than they are treating you. Hey, one day, I was going to, into the plane from London. And we, we were with another pastor. The whites were going through the priority. They just go, no, they don't even look at their boarding pass. They know that this is a white man and if he's not a priority flyer or passenger, he won't pass through the, the, the priority. So, all the white men, they believe that they were real priority flyers. Me and mommy and a friend of ours. When that our friend got there, he's a black man. So they said, can we, may we see your boarding pass? And then my friend, Nenia Dino, he's not like me. He said, hey, what's your name? If you don't want to lose your job, never ask me this kind of questions again. 
He said, why? Why? You want to see my body parts before I go and sit where I paid money to sit? My friend. And he, okay, okay. Okay, I'm so When I got there, I gave them my body pass. <laughs> Mommy gave her body pass. Later on, I caught up with him. I said, Jack. He said, Poppy. Oh, me decided to treat you more. See what these useless people standing there treating us like this because of our skin color. I like the way you are looking at me. They will be singing. Somebody else has killed his 10,000. And no matter how you struggled, they will tell you you killed only 1,000. 